the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear brethren in Christ, was King Henry VIII born bad? A heretic baby? A depraved youth from the start? No. King Henry VIII defended the Pope against the Lutherans. He wrote a whole book in defense of the papacy. He even received the title of Defender of the Faith. He received this title from the Pope himself. Yet, a few years later, he became a persecutor of this faith, the destroyer of the church in his kingdom, the leader of another religion. What happened? He, he was an adulterer, but there was more to it. Pride. I am the best. This will never happen to me. I will remain the best, like St. Peter, like King Solomon. Intelligence, wisdom, piety. He built the huge, the magnificent temple in Jerusalem. But he didn't look after himself. His heart turned away from God to a multitude of women. He ended up worshipping the pagan gods of these women. That is why today's epistle says, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Dear brethren, let us not be presumptuous. Let us not say in our lives, I will never fall into this or that sin. Because then I won't be careful. Why? Well, I am such an exceptional person, so, so strong, that such a thing will, will never happen to me. Injustice, anger, impurity, heresy. Me? And we don't put up the necessary barriers to make sure it doesn't happen. Like Henry VIII, like King Solomon. And then, God will show us that we are only human and very proud. He will remove his protection from us. And we will fall shamefully before all the world. As it says in the Magnificat, he makes the mighty fall from the throne. The proud that we are, the presumptuous. St. Philip Neri used to say to God every day, Beware of Philip, he could betray you at any moment. The fault of presumption, of being the, the best, is not the only one possible. Those who rely on themselves alone uh, do not think that God is there to help us. So that can happen also uh, with lies, 
or sometimes with anger or other things. Listen. But the situation was such that I had no choice. I, I couldn't get out of it except by, by lying or with another sin. We confess things that in fact, if we went back, we would do again in the same way. No intention of making amends. So why to confess such a sin? We accuse God of putting us in a situation where the only solution is to commit a sin. That is simply impossible. The good Lord would never put us in such a situation. There is always a solution. Sometimes it takes longer or it takes more patience. But if God asked us to avoid a sin, and on the other hand, he left us in situations in which the only solution is to sin, he, he would not be good, nor intelligent, not even merciful. He will never ask something of us without giving us the power to do it. St. Paul reminds us this in the epistle. Just after, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. There is always a solution and, and a good solution if we are in good faith. So that is why there is one last temptation to be careful of, despair. I, I will never make it. It's, it's impossible. The test is too great. How often do we find ourselves seeing a test as impossible, as beyond our ability? Often imaginary proofs. If, if it happens, I can't face it. But sometimes there is real trials. Let's read St. Paul again. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. With the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Sometimes trials are willed by God. Sometimes they are simply allowed by God. The, the devil exists and he, he does not love us. But God will always give grace in proportion to the trial. Uh, not everyone can bear the same trials. For great trials, he will give great graces. Small trials, small graces. Uh, some, some of us will, will be able to bear certain trials rather than others. So uh, they will have grace for such trials and they will never have such other trials for which God has not given them strength. 
and God made us to be born at a particular time, in a particular place, in a particular family, preparing us for this trial and not for others, and giving us choice that he will not necessarily give to others. The good Lord always gives the right graces. But alas, sometimes we do not want the grace. It is there, but things have not go according to our plans. We refuse to understand, and we refuse the grace to get out of it. The good Lord is patient. He will give us grace again, but we must take it. So, dear brethren, God loves us. God is merciful to us, but above all, he supports us. He is there to help us with whatever is necessary. God is our Father. He will always give us the appropriate graces. For our part, we must not be presumptuous. We must trust him. And we must accept the graces he gives us. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Thank mm-hmm. you.